Russell Brand is facing further blowback in the wake of mounting sexual assault allegations, which he denies, with streaming service Paramount Plus removing his stand-up comedy special from its platform. And this comes a day after YouTube suspended the comedian from making money from his videos, while the BBC has also removed all of its content relating to Brand. It's also been revealed that Russell Brand has been dumped from Australian wellness event Wonderlust Festival, and this was scheduled to bring him here in February. Meanwhile, several clips have emerged of Brand acting inappropriately during past interviews with Australian journalists, including Samantha Armitage, Fifi Box, and Liz Hayes. Have a look. Fifi Box? Then what is your porn name? If you're ever so confused, Fifi Box, pop yourself down on my knee and see if we can't get you pregnant. All right, and the Russell Brand uh, story continues to play itself out. Article up by Matt DeMarco for DM Australia. Australian media personality uh, M. Ruschiano has opened up about her experience with embattled comedian Russell Brand uh, when she worked in radio. The podcaster is uh, now a 44-year-old individual. And uh, they made the remarks on Thursday's episode of the Insolation podcast, responding uh, to the anonymous allegations uh, made in media reports over the weekend, accusing the English comedian of rape. Um, M. Uh, Ruschiano uh, said that she'd thought nothing of uh, Russell Brand's uh, sexual playfulness at the time as it was before the um, hashtag MeToo era, which I think that entirely too many headlines and too many stories get attributed to that. Right? And then, uh, and and it's by men, of course, because they're always like, he's getting me too. And it's like he's being almost held accountable, actually. But, you know, hey. Now, continuing... At the time, we had our uh, pre-Me Too goggles on. Oh, see, always with the we. No, no. There were, like, there would not... No one would have ever made... Toronto Burke would have never made hashtag Me Too if there weren't already people who weren't in... who were not in this we that you speak of. Or that is really just uh, the conventional wisdom. It's just we and us. No. Main characters. Uh, They continue saying, You almost felt special because he was shining his light on you. Uh, They continue. um, M went on to say that a brand would engage with people in all parts of the studio. Not just hosts, but also people in accounts. When you laugh like that, it makes me know what you'd sound like when you If you was on telly in my country when I was a teenage boy, it messed me up. In what way? Yeah, I think you're gorgeous. Oh, thank you, Russell. It's very kind of you. Um, you ain't kind. It's just a bit rude. <laughs> Liz, that's your fault. Because you took your eye off the road, because things was getting a bit fruity out there. All right, Liz, <laughs> we goodbye. Were. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's been really a wonderful experience. See you later, Alright, take care. <laughs> Russell, how can I do your bra just like this? The audio that you're hearing is from a video clip, and uh, he is uh, very much putting his body on her body, uh, 
the building they're outside of appears to be maybe some sort of a office or hotel or there's a golf club maybe there's a golf course nearby yeah and it's uh from skynews.com uh, australia no, don't to come over there to you no, no, it's okay. <laughs> come on oh, oh my god he's kissing Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Everything's you, okay, you, isn't you, it? You, yes. You're very You create a lot of heat. I know, because you're... Uh, he, again, you're listening to podcast audio. He is uh, grabbing her shoulders and uh, essentially restraining her while she's trying to speak. At the moment, I notice uh, her eyes, she's looking off to the left away from him. He is uh, significantly taller than her. And looking off to the left away from him with her hands up in protest while he is holding her shoulders... Uh, clenching rather tightly from what I'm looking at here. Again, on Sky News, uh, uh, Australian uh, website here. But you can it's right there on the YouTubes. It was, uh, at the time of recording this, uh, published 21 hours ago. It is 3.26 a.m. I have a shift to get to. Quite handsome. Quite you're, looking, in, you're very good looking and you're engaged and I'm aware of that. All right, joining me now from London is broadcaster and commentator Emily Carver. Emily, thank you so much for joining me. Look, what do you think of the move by Paramount Plus and YouTube to either dump uh, Russell Brand altogether or say that he can't make money when he hasn't been found guilty just yet? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because if you were a private company, you'd probably want to cut ties with someone who has been accused of such heinous crimes. Four women came forward, uh, sexual assault, rape and emotional abuse allegations. We now have a further two women coming forward with their own stories relevant to Russell Brand and those allegations. So this story is going to keep on growing and growing by the looks of things. More allegations coming out, more women encouraged to come forward. So you can see why some of these companies, not least his agency, have decided to drop him. But something very significant has happened overnight, actually, in this country. The state is now getting involved. The government is now getting involved. Mm. So Caroline Dynage, who is the chair of the, who's a conservative MP, and also chair of the Culture, Media and Sport Committee, which has a lot of influence, has actually taken it upon herself to write to Rumble, the social media network where Russell Brand is on, and also to write to the CEO of TikTok to essentially encourage them to demonetize and take away Russell Brand's platform. She says that, uh, that they need to rethink or consider the way that he is allowed to do business on their platforms. I personally think, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, that that is an overreach from the government. All right. Uh... Again, maybe you didn't expect that uh, that commentary ending right there before uh, she passes the microphone. Um, I didn't expect that myself. All right, they uh, so they're seeing that as governmental overreach. Uh, I personally don't think it is. Well. I was actually, Emily, just reading a statement that Rumble put out uh, not that long ago where they said they weren't going to de-platform Russell Brand because he hadn't been convicted of anything yet and that this move to de-platform him didn't align with their values of having a free internet. So it's fascinating that at least one company is, is you know, taking a different stance. But Emily, tell me how divisive this has been in the UK because there's been raging debate over trial by media. 
and before we get that microphone pass, we're saying a free internet, not one syllable spoken of net neutrality. Goodness me, there has. I've heard all the different views when I've been presenting on GB News, when I've been talking to people out and about, when I've been talking to friends and family. This really divides. On the one hand, you have people who believe that the media is absolutely essential in terms of bringing these types of allegations to the, the front and centre of people's minds, allowing women to come forward. Absolutely essential that the media does this, investigates and publishes these claims. On the other hand, people are really concerned by what you said, trial by media. So far, he has not been convicted. No charges have even been brought against this man. Yet, it is all over the papers. His reputation is tarnished. He's been dropped from his agency. As you said, he's been dropped from all of these different events. He's no longer on, allowed to monetize on YouTube. He's no longer... Uh, none of his, uh, his programs are now on the BBC website. So he is going through what you'd call a cancelling. Mm. I take the view after uh, scandals such as Jimmy Savile, where these people have been hiding in plain sight, that the BBC, Channel 4 and all those other broadcasters that worked with Russell Brand and allowed him to behave in a pretty egregious way. I mean, we saw that clip that you just played of how he interacted with women and others i think they have something to say too something to yeah. answer for being um that's they're closing that clip out uh only like four seconds left uh i think i heard uh brandon sutton say something similar to this uh you can find him he's on the majority report program at times with uh emmer vigland and those folks uh that it's it it makes me think of that was it jason aldean whoever dropped that record uh richmond north of richmond and it's talking about how conservatives are just not a part of the culture right like they're a part of their own practices that they really profess more so than they actually practice and uh you notice that they're using the language canceling when the more accurate language has already existed in capitalism getting fired from your job hmm. right you get fired from your job you notice these same folks they don't use the language canceling when um somebody that is a pe teacher or something uh, uh has a, a only fans account and they get fired they don't call that canceling because they hate the culture that they're not naturally a part of. So they're blaming the culture as opposed to the capitalism, which, oh, well, you're not really profitable for us and all anymore, mate. Looks like we got to drop you in the bin. I think they call it the bin out there. <laughs> uh, so Russell Brand is in the bin. Phoenix Kalita is nearby. And uh, a big Russell Brand fan is about to uh, mount a defense. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, my defense is um, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I have no defense. Um, although All I right. will... Phoenix Leader really is a Bears <laughs> fan. Wow. Wow. Okay, <laughs> just gonna insult my hometown like that. Fine. I guess that's what we're doing. Um, 
But no, seriously though, I, I do think that something that is like surprising to me about this whole Russell Brand thing is everyone is still like relying on this whole like presumption of innocence and is he being wrongfully slandered type shit when he wrote in his own book, I don't know if you've seen the excerpt yet, where he basically um, admitted that he uh, paid for the services of a sex worker. The sex worker like wasn't feeling him and like didn't want to have sex with him and he just was like, well, I paid for it so you have to. Which is essentially kind of how he framed it in his own words. And then her phone went off, like, during intercourse while they were while they were fucking. Um, her phone went off and she answered her phone and he got mad at her and took her phone and threw it against a wall and, like, shattered it into pieces. Like, that's what he said. He literally said, um, she wasn't into it, but I insisted that she have sex with me anyway. And then when she answered her phone, uh, you know, mid-stroke, I threw her phone against a wall and broke it. Like... Oh, that was enough for me. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. If that's what you're admitting you did, what the fuck else did you actually do? Right? Yeah. You, like, know? you listen to the stories men tell, and it's like, well, that. I'm pretty sure I know I heard what I heard. Yeah, right. It's like, I mean, I think The Onion kind of nailed it. Uh, they did a headline about him, and the headline was something like, um, Americans were sure that they knew Russell Brand was a sex offender years ago. <laughs> like,. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, because if you're admitting that you did that, then I I don't have much else to say. Like, you put that in your own book. You clearly wanted us to know that about you. So here we are. Knowing things about you. And it's like, and maybe as we uh, continue on with the old uh, transition from summer to not even a reboot, just a winter boot (laughs) in uh, programming. You know, like, I'll probably uh, get to this audio. I think the program is Art of Dialogue. It it shouldn't be hard for me to find, but uh, an old 90s rapper by the name of Drew Down, Mm -hmm. uh, the way he tells a story, I'm very comfortably saying he very highly probably raped another rapper by the name of Foxy Brown. Mm. And again, this is by how he says everything in his own words. The interviewer is just another... basic ass cis man conservative so it's not like he was asking questions to to get him in a gotcha moment the way he tells the story saying yeah you know when she act like she tried to you know put up a little fight you know i guess maybe she just you know they just like it rough like that sometimes i don't know like uh, it's a it's wild sounds like rape okay also what the fuck okay so i was looking for the clip i was just referencing about what he wrote in his book to see if i could like find the verbatim and I just want you to know that I just Googled Russell Brand sex worker. These are the top results. Russell Brand punches dad, asks woman 81 for sex and forgotten TV show. Russell Brand joked about raping and killing a woman in 2013. Russell Brand suggested a 15-year-old should have a sex-themed birthday party. Russell Brand sex assault allegations lead to a tour postponement. Uh, Russell Brand faces sexual assault claim, uh, uh, claim dating in, uh, in 2003, London police say. Russell Brand's dad paid for him to have sex with a prostitute at age 16 on family holiday. Russell, oh, here it is. Finally. Oh, huh? After, a- after all go. that other bullshit, That's right? That's on the same page. Th- these are the top results. Like, I'm just reading them in the chronological order that they showed up in Google for that me. That was like nine. I- you didn't go to page two? This is still page one. This is still page one. 
Um, this is the one I was talking about. Russell Brand's grim account of smashing sex workers' phone against the wall resurfaces. Russell Brand detailed his, quote, worst act of misogyny in his 2007 memoir, My Bookie Wook, admitting half-hearted antics uh, with a sex worker after uh, after denying Excuse sexual assault me. allegations. Yes. My Bookie Wook? That's the name of his book. Yeah, that's his that... memoir. It's called My Bookie Wook. Uh, what the hell's wrong with Laura Bates. Yeah. mentions uh, something similar, like how he calls it my bookie wook, but like this type of, uh, I'm going to use the language monster, this monster that he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Laura Bates is like, notice how they use like a silly name, like the yeah. manosphere. Yeah. Right? Like things like that. Like, oh God. Yeah. Look for that stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, hell, if you're, if you are like me and you have a, a, a relatively small lefty Facebook page and you see a comment and you're like, oh, is this a good faith actor disagreeing? But what's the profile picture? I mean, years ago it was that PP frog. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I guess that thing is still around. But like it, the people that were using it, they know that everyone knows that's a fascist symbol now. Yeah. <laughs> but like still like little cartoon unicorns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, the silly thing. You're not going to trick me with that. Right, they still try to do the meows and gurs and all this old yeah. internet stuff. Nah, bookie wook. Yeah, so this is uh verbatim. This and again, this is his book, his memoir. This is what he wants you to know about him. Uh quote, eventually she agreed to have sex, but a kind of weary, half-hearted, semi-erect, bored, disappointing bit of sex for which I'd paid a lot of money. During this act of tawdry friction. Wait, her... wait, do that again? The fuck? Eventually, she agreed to have sex, but a kind of weary, half-hearted, semi-erect, bored, disappointing bit of sex. Okay, the word but, because he said that, then he said but, as if she said those words and he obliged. Right. You hear (laughs) the way fucking, again, I am a cis man myself, but you hear the way cis men talk. Yeah. This shit, okay. Yeah. Uh, During this act of tawdry friction, her phone rang again. Um, another 20 seconds of boring rubbish goes past and then the phone rings again and I, and this is the worst act of misogyny I've committed since the spitting debacle. I don't even know what the fuck the spitting debacle is. Um, took the phone out of her hand and threw it at a wall. Slow motion. It hits the wall and smashes. She looks at me. The sex stops and we separate. Silence. Then I realize, then I say, realizing my position is compromised for fuck's sake, you kept answering the phone. My position is compromised? This is what he wants you to know. Rape culture like, is militaristic. Like the fuck. I, again, this is like I can't stress enough. This is what he said about himself, and you want me to not believe the shit other people are saying about him when this is your best foot forward. When this is what you're willing to tell me about who you are, and I'm supposed to just fucking trust that you're not a bad person. What the fuck is that? Let me. Eventually, she agreed to have sex. Already a fucking red flag. No one should have to eventually agree to fuck you. But a kind of weary, half-hearted, semi-erect, bored, disappointing bit of sex for which I had paid a lot of money. Yeah, which she wrote out on the diagram and he was like, oh yeah, okay, miss... 20 seconds of boring rubbish goes past. The phone rings again. And this is the worst act of misogyny I've committed since the spitting debacle. He knows the word misogyny. Mm. Uh, Took the phone out of her hand and threw it at a wall. Slow motion. It hits the wall and smashes. She looks at me. The sex stops and we separate. Silence. Then I say, realizing my position is compromised, for fuck's sake, you kept answering the phone. 
You know, this is not going on YouTube. It's podcast audio. So, I mean, look, folks. I think that killing some men is not that unreasonable. You know, like we've said it so many years that sometimes we kind of, we catch ourselves chuckling at it. But it's like, really, like, what can you do with this one? If you just leave it out there, it's not going to stop. Yeah. You know, so like is the the next person he targets should they have that coming or should we just get rid of this one right like let's just fix the broken you know. stair um and then also just like as a side note cuz i said that these were like the top results for uh when i searched russell brand sex worker um after cuz this was the story i was looking for i just want you to know the next result after that is from the daily mail and it says russell brand had sex with a filipino prostitute when he was 16 while his father slept with two hookers yeah, the Daily Mail, re- yeah, they, again, folks, they really are more CNN than they are Fox News. Yeah. Like, when I was first podcasting, like, it was like a thing to, like, avoid the Daily Mail. They're too conservative. But they have some pretty boring, straightforward stuff a great deal of the time. I still can't get over the Russell Brand suggested 15-year-old have a sex-themed birthday party. Wait. You said 15-year-old Russell Brand? No, he su- Russell Brand suggested a 15-year-old have a sex theme party. They had to one-up Matt Walsh. He's like 16. Absolutely oh, no, 15, not. mate. Yeah. And that was uh, was on when he was on the BBC. He had a radio show called The Russell Brand Show. That's when this was. Um, does it say? So this is 2007. He was 48 at the time, I guess. Or is he 48 now? I think he's 48 now. Okay. So in 2007, he, uh, he took uh, took a caller who was looking for ideas for her sweet 16 party. He said, I suppose you're 16. You can't really drink booze yet or any drugs because that's illegal. Um, now you'll be legally allowed to have sexual partners, though, because uh, the age of consent is 16 in the UK. Uh, and he said, now I think you should theme the party around legal sex. 16 years old, looking for a birthday party theme. His response, now I think you should theme the party around legal sex. Later in the exchange, he suggested that she should have a vampire-themed party, which is, he quote, in its own way erotic, but suppressed suitable uh, for a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Uh, in 2007, more clips resurfaced. Brand jokes about having sex with women regardless of age, race, or whether or not they're awake. The policy I use for women, he says in the clip, Hello, there's a woman. Let's not get bogged down with things like age, age, race, or whether they're awake. Just get over there and give them the night of their lives. This is what he says about himself, and I'm not supposed to believe the people coming forward. Go fuck yourself. (sighs) And the, the clown conservatives, uh, the Ben Shapiro's and whatnot, we uh, did a Ben Shapiro clip uh, previously, and, and other folks that I've heard, but I haven't pulled clips from, and I, I may not because it's a very large story and other people are doing it far more than I am. Uh, they're acting like, well, you, and not just clown conservatives. You know what the general con- conventional wisdom around, across the board is? Well, we used to be all right with characters like that. And now we're not anymore. So there's no men that are famous for how they behave and project themselves as a quote-unquote sexual being. Mm-hmm. That That's not a thing anymore. Like, I bet if I were into popular culture, I wouldn't have to throw a rock very far to hit a guy where that's his image right now. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I don't, are there any? You're not. You're mostly um, watching Beat Bobby Flay. I don't think that's I his do thing. Love watching Beat. Yeah, Beat Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay doesn't talk about women like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something there that I don't know about. But publicly, yeah, like I'm pretty sure like Jonathan Majors. Um, is I'm pretty like sure a, someone who would be on Joe Rogan, right? Because didn't Joe Rogan have on um that uh who is that comedian who? I think it, I, I would just want to like Google it now to be sure, but I think it happened on the Joe Rogan show. Um, who's that comedian who, um, he's a midget. His name was like Brad something. I'll never know if that's the proper language. I don't know that it is either. That's why, that's why, you know what? I actually just don't even say it. I just be like, oh yeah, cuz over there with the, the green shirt. Because over there with the green shirt, yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I think he, oh, okay, I'm sorry. This was on uh, Doug Benson's podcast. Uh, yeah, so this was, um, when was this? I also hate the term resurfaces. Like, it never went away. We just chose to ignore it, like, as a culture. Um, Wait, what'd you say? <clears throat> it's uh, Brad Williams is who the comedian was. Um, but I'm looking at this like article about it and it says clip resurfaces and it's like, no, it didn't resurface. We just chose to ignore it. Like as a, like culturally, like as, as a society, we ignored it. It's not resurfacing. It's always been there. Um, but yeah, fucking Brad Williams, like made up a fake rape story allegedly or a real rape story. I don't know. He made up a rape story and then like later said, I didn't mean it like that. I just made it up because I felt pressure to say something, but like, so the story itself was essentially that um, <clears throat> there was a, a woman who uh, was having sex with someone and the guy like went out of the room for a minute and Brad Williams came in and sort of like took his place, if you will, like without her consent, without her knowing and told the story like it was supposed to be funny. And when people were like, that's rape and that's really fucked up. He goes, well, I felt pressure to make up a story on the spot to be funny. It didn't actually happen. But my thing is, even if that's fake and that's what you made up, why did you immediately go to a rape story? Like what was funny about I went into a room with a woman and took the place of a man who she had previously been with a few minutes before and thought that was funny. Why would you think that was funny? Oh, you know what? Or there was that clip we had up some time ago. Um, it was around the time that Indy Iree uh, had the video clip up of uh, Joe Rogan uh, with the the N word montage, mm -hmm. and uh, that clip came back up where Joey Diaz was on there, and Joey Diaz is one of Joe Rogan's uh, little stand up comedy buddies. And uh, they actually had a show where the beginning of the show, it's like a variety show, some sort, some comedy thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the beginning is supposed to be Joey Diaz literally like comes out on the stage nude, swinging his genitals and screams, are y'all ready for a MFing show? Oh. And, um, and that was their idea for it. Uh, it never really held or took or held. And, uh, and Joey Diaz is on the Rogan's program and... The clip is up on Twitter. I put it up there. So somewhere on my Twitter, if you look at the word media and run through video clips, it's there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's bragging about, you heard this, I ruined a woman's life with, with my penis, was yeah. his story. Yeah. Where, like, he basically, like, sexually abused and humiliated a woman that was young and trying to come into show business. Mm -hmm. And, like, the last time he saw her, like, her life was essentially in shambles. Like, yeah. the, you know, the, the whole drugs pipeline basically mm -hmm. everything that like dare class tries to fear monger right actually a cis man did yeah is uh yeah and so like that's modern day 
Mm-hmm. Joey Diaz is a modern guy who's active now and uh, associated with Rogan, who I would say Joe Rogan is the mainstream media. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is just a like a ver- just for the for the sake of the verbatim. This is this is what he said. Yeah. Uh, this is the Brad Williams. We went on a tour bus together, and this girl on the bus just really wanted to sleep with Carlos Mencia. She got to the back of the bus and sat in the back seat. So you know, Mencia is married. So he turned off all the lights and sent me in the room. I started hooking up with the girl. It went for a good fifteen minutes before she realized Carlos is tiny, but he shouldn't have stubby arms like that and then she finally realized she was having sex with me like i guess that's funny i don't know i don't know i love being in a room having sex with someone who i think is someone else and then they turn on the lights and it's a whole different person and then men can laugh at me that's fucking hilarious what are you talking about so yeah you know people act like they don't and people act like they don't know that that's a bad thing when it's like the premise of the the movie ma Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, but she was crazy. How did that happen? You know, how? Hmm. And then, of course, you know all the other comedians too, right? Because wasn't uh, a bunch of other comedians just uh, came under fire because they were talking about raping people? I, uh, I, I haven't even seen. Uh, Ali was it Ali Wong? One of Ali Wong's friends, I think. Yeah. I don't know who Ali Wong is. When I uh. say I'm out of the popular <laughs> culture, folks, it's bad. It's, um, oh no. Damn. Okay. Because I was like, you know who I'm talking about. Um, Ali Wong. Uh, Dave, uh, Stephen U- uh, Yuen. Wen? I don't know. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm sorry. Huh. Um, but they were like, uh, oh, Ali. Oh, Yuen? Is it kind of like Diane Nguyen on BoJack Horseman? Maybe. It's uh, Y-E-U-N. He's also an actor. Oh, so, like, okay. we've I've... seen him and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, they, uh, Ali Wong was basically defending him, and he was also uh, making rape jokes. Uh, he referred to himself as a successful rapist uh, when he got a massage. Yeah. You know, well, I've heard that um, quote before, so you, I've definitely heard bits and pieces. Yeah, this was uh, the David Cho story, right? Yeah, so you know, we're aware that this story is disturbing and triggering, like, but you let it, you, you, you kept fucking with this person, like, you put them on, they come on your podcast, they are in movies with you, like, they're in shows with you, but you know, whatever, rape culture, it's not real. People are making that shit up, yeah. Yeah. And um, and looking back at that um, uh, DailyMail.co.uk article um, where we just heard the uh, the audio from the Australian radio host who is now 44, uh, there isn't. Um, it, it's one of those articles where we got the uh, the meat and potatoes of it, and the rest <laughs> of it is just um, reminding folks that the story is happening. You know, word count things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hit they hit their word count with the rest of the article. And so we'll be continuing on as the Russell Brand story plays out. These things tend to happen fast, right? Like when I get up, uh, what, this article was published one hour before the time of recording, right? So like, yeah, these these stories move, right? So if you miss it, you missed it. Uh, Just hang in there and bang in there. And uh, this one, again, 30 minutes up free up. If I do go longer than that, then we'll uh, we'll Patreon it, and uh, thank you for signing up for that.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.